Welcome to my daily dispatch. This is Brad Inman. When I was in high school, I wrote for the high school newspaper. And one time I thought, I'm going to write an editorial opposing the Vietnam War. Before I did, though, I checked with my dad. He was my advisor. And he said, uh, I'm not sure that's a good idea, Brad, because I don't think most people in this town agree with you. But he said, someday it will hit home. And sure enough, a few months later, a resident of Carlinville, Illinois, Terry Pratt, died in Vietnam. And it hit us all very, very hard. War, pandemics, the one thing that really makes it all a reality is when we lose a friend, lose a colleague, lose a family member, or someone just gets sick. The death toll is the ultimate reality of what we're facing today. We will push through this together, but not without some misery. For those out there that have already faced some of that misery, we feel for you. And for the rest of you, stay healthy, and we'll get through this together. I'm really excited now with that kind of uh, dark footnote to welcome Mike Medler, President and CEO of Century 21. Hi, Mike. Hey, Brad. How are you, sir? Thanks for having me on. You doing okay there in New Jersey? Yeah, we're doing okay. I mean, uh, you know, New York City is obviously uh, the epicenter in the country. And, you know, New Jersey has uh, had certainly their share of cases and, you know, tough stories as well. In fact, I was just on with my team delivering a, a tough message. And there's a, a handful of family members that have, uh, like you said, have uh, been affected, um, have either had it and even deaths in the family because of it. So it's, uh, it's, it's an uneasy time for all of us, I think. And to your point, I think safety obviously is the biggest concern right now. It's just everybody taking care of themselves and their families. Yeah, I'm afraid this week with the death toll, it's going to hit home for a lot of people in a, in a more personal way than the headlines and statistics about the death toll. And we'll just have to, you know, grind through this together. Um, hey, speaking of family and friends, you got a house full, I just heard. You have four daughters, two are teenagers. <laughs> Um, and I tell us about them really quickly because so, family's uh, ever yeah, been more so, important or more yeah. of a headache too. <laughs> I, exactly. So believe it or not, Brad, I'm coming to you from my, uh, from my mother's living room because she lives on the other end of the County and my wife is trying to homeschool these four kids. Uh, one who actually has a birthday coming up, uh, this week. And, you know, obviously that's the toughest thing in her life right now is the fact that she can't share it with family and friends. And, there's a lot of other things going on in the world I've explained to her, but we're doing some cool video stuff in order to celebrate that. But uh, it is a house full and, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they keep me sane, yet at the same time make me insane. But I love Yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. Now, let's, let's, uh, let's all do a shout out. Happy birthday. Uh, I think it's Jema. Do I have her name? Oh, right? wow. Look at you, yeah. Brad. You are well studied, sir. Thank you. <laughs> and she's turning 15 on Friday. Wow. Very well yeah. done. Thank you. Well, happy birthday, Jamin. And uh, we will all get through this. Now, you're truly a New Jersey homeboy. You were born there and lived there. Um, you went to school in PA, I, I think, close by. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, and now you work out of there. And you're not born. Born and raised North Jersey guy. I, I grew up, uh, you know, like I said, my mother's house is the house I grew up in. Um, wow. First kid to go to college, blue collar family. And uh, you know, I, I've just, uh, really enjoyed, I, you know, I tell people this all the time. I kind of, um, you know, fell into the world of century 21, cause this is where they were headquartered when Sendent bought them many years back. And, uh, you know, it's been such a tremendous ride being part of that family for a very long time now. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun here. Yeah. Really good company. And, and so you've been there almost 20 years, right? 
it's yeah, 20, 22. Uh-huh. So you've been through a, a few CEOs and now you're the man in charge. Yes, sir. You know, what's part of the cool part about that is that so many of them, when I got appointed a year or so ago, reconnected with me to say congratulations uh, and, and how, how uh, happy they were for me. So it was fun. It's fun to have that family feel. That's good. Hey, let's talk about the, the engine of Centro 21 or any franchise, any real estate company, um, whether it's all of Zillow's customers, Realtor.com's customers is the everyday realtor. It's them out there working hard every day without a salary, without healthcare, uh, waking up, going after it. Tell us what, in as specific as you can get, what you're hearing from them, uh, what they need this week and what the industry needs to do, not beating our chest how great we are and what we are doing. Um, but that's, that's the front line here in local communities, these realtors that I mean, the, the misery they're facing personally with their health, but also their ability to make a living. What are you hearing? And then what do you think the industry, let's challenge the industry together, Mike. What does the industry need to do? I'm kind of tired of saying we're doing everything because I think we're not doing enough yet, um, just my opinion. Um, so that's a big fat question, but do your best there, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I do think that the industry is trying to step up as hard as they can and do some great things. I, I believe, Brad, that we as leaders, uh, folks like you, folks like Lawrence Yoon, um, so many people in the industry are stepping up and trying to help one another right now. Uh, in fact, we're seeing it in our network. We're seeing it across the Realty Network. So I'll just give you a quick example. Yesterday, we had uh, Todd Hetherington, one of our big brokers, hosted his CPA and tax accountant across many competitive brands and companies in his marketplace and across the country to talk about the CARES Act and how it provides for larger size brokerages and what they can do to take advantage of it. And so, you know, and the, CARES, the CARES Act, by the way, I, I just want to get the language down. When you refer to the CARES Act, is that the $2 trillion bill that passed last Friday? That's it. And they were specifically talking about, I wrote it down, the, pay the Paycheck Protection Program and how that could benefit brokers in the real estate industry and there's there's actually some interesting things that the government wrote into that that i'm not sure they understood would affect real estate the way it does but it's going to be a positive for us and we kind of went into some of that detail in layman's terms and again he he did it for brokers across the system and sotheby's cobalt banker in fact we're going to put it on from a realty perspective on thursday afternoon so that's that's a macro level i do think the industry is coming together and really doing some good things to help one another out because we're all in this together, as you said. I think now let, let me ask you a quick question yeah. about that one. We are trying to aggregate some of this content at Inman. Uh, you know, we have a big audience and we're a little Switzerland across to all brands. Um, would you be willing to share that with other brands with through Inman possibly? Uh, you know, it's it's quite possible. I I want to put it out to Todd and Kevin first, and okay. I, I look. I think it's good for the industry, and I, I you know if we can get it out and shared, I don't want to tell. I don't want to say commit to their content, but you know, they're willing to share quite frequently and they think time is of the essence. Good. So well, let's make that happen. I, I think this is, like you said, I think it's so important. You're breaking down barriers between brands within Realogy. It's also the time to break down brands. You know, we're all in this together. Agreed. Um, Agreed. These are people that I always say they're, they're competitors, but at a, you know, connect conference at Inman, they're all on the same stage and we're kind of all in trying to, you know, who, who would have thought, that the challenge today is a pandemic, but it certainly is. Anything else, rank and file, anything you're hearing, what, what is the most pressing? What Someone said first week was health, second week was transactions, and, and now it's where and how do I get help? Any insight on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, it's becoming more and more real as you read the statistics and get more into the news about the numbers and what truly, uh, you know, mortality rates look like and how many folks are, are getting sick. So it's tough. I think it gets into folks' psyche. And I, honestly, the we're seeing a ton of transactions get done. Now, now you know, there, people are getting very, very creative and it's really kind of moved the uh, cheese, if you will, for a lot of brokerage companies and agents and how they have to act and operate. Uh, I got a text this morning of a company in Pennsylvania where real estate is non-essential that they literally did a drive-through closing in the parking lot of a title company to get a deal done. Um, and people now, what was that? Like one of those car movies where they drive the car through the building or how did that work? They, 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 they literally lined cars up in this parking lot and swapped paperwork back and forth from three separate cars in the title company parking lot. And, and got a deal done. So, I mean, look, I think people are getting extremely creative. And the truth of the matter is real estate is an essential business. People are going to need to no, move. I mean, I mean, hold on. You, you said it is. You think it is. There's I no mean, question about So here's the thing. I, I just heard this story the other day. I was on the phone with a company from Ohio. They literally have 40 nurses who need to move into their marketplace to staff up a hospital because of this very virus. They're moving into town. They need a place to live. They, there's no Hampton Inn or Holiday Inn. They've got to either find temporary housing, a condo, something short term, or to buy something. So, like, people are going to have to continue to move and and you know traverse across this country and find spaces to live. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and maybe that's the way we think about it. You know, when um, you hear about the, the the big box and others doing delivery, you know, they're focused on delivering essential services those things we really need you know maybe this isn't you know maybe we need champagne but i'm not sure that's true um so you're saying here hey that is essential we got to get nurses house so that they can treat uh, uh people that have, have gotten this uh this this virus um anything else those are great stories by the way really really good stories anything else that you think the average agent now um, who's struggling, you're hearing from your, from your customers, um, yes. they're in need of, and where we can, you know, you just mentioned drive-through closings. It's kind of sad they even have to drive through. I mean, why can't we do this electronically? You know, I've been preaching this so long, but, um, you know, we just need to, it, it, honest to God, if they can pass a $2 trillion bill, can't they get every single state in this country to, to do a transaction without a notary or with a virtual notary? And why can't we do an electronic closing? That just seems like, Come on, gang, let's get on with it. Because as you say, those 40 nurses shouldn't have to sign a paper document. They shouldn't have to show up at a physical office. They shouldn't have to have somebody come by their house. This should be done, you know, with like the the Apple uh, fingerprint. So anyway, I'm ranting right, here. I yeah, I know. Look, I know you're a big proponent of what's right for the consumer. And I we absolutely agree with it. I mean, it's, it's all about the experience that we provide as real estate agents. To me, that in the current day, what needs to be done is, you know, you got to put service ahead of sales, right? Um, you got to put service to your community. And we're seeing so many, I, what I love about the real estate industry is that I believe the real estate professional is probably the most in tuned and the most giving to their local communities than almost any profession out there. We see it all the time, whether it's with, you know, donations and getting involved with, you know, uh, charitable type events or people springing into action and trying to help local businesses move more people there and attract folks into their local economy. So, you know, I think right now our real estate professionals need to be the voice of calm and confidence. Because if you think about it, Brad, the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years, the last decade, real estate has been on the upswing, right? We 96 straight months of price appreciation, 
right now, the value of a real estate professional is higher than it's ever been in the consumer's eyes because of the uncertainty that the market has brought. And there are going to be people who need to move. There's going to be people who need to be moved or moved out of their house because of what's happening from an economic standpoint. And there's no better person to coach and counsel them through the way than your real estate professional. Yeah, and I love that uh, service before sales. And I would just, not to beat a dead horse, but I will. Um, service before bureaucracy and bureaucrats and stupid laws that make it impossible to do an electronic closing. Hey, um, let's talk about what you're modeling at Realogy, because I know you are. And please try to be as transparent as you can. Everyone's trying to figure out, you know, based on all of these examples, um, when this thing might move through the system, you know, the virus, and then what that might mean for the market. Uh, I call it a, not a depression, a recession, a deep freeze. Uh, when will the freeze thaw in parallel or behind the virus? And so just let's go month by month. April to me looks like the deep freeze. This is 100 degrees below zero. This is Alaska. And we might, in some areas, begin to thaw in May and June. Is my question clear? It, can you kind of as specific as you can, and you're, you know, you're an act, you're not only a CEO, but you're the kind of pe person people depend on to give us those forecasts. So give us your best thinking, not wishful, but just what you think realistically the timing of this might be. I'm not asking you to be a scientist or a yeah, doctor, yeah, yeah, yeah. but more the housing market and the economy. Tell yeah, us what the, all I'm, those I'm, great I'm minds at Realty are, are forecasting. But I will tell you this. I mean, you know, you probably know this. We're in 83 countries, right? We have a youth presence in China. I was on the phone with the CEO of our China operations where we have 30,000 agents and 5,000 offices a week ago. And basically he explained the four phases of this thing in his country. Now, I don't pretend to, you know, say that China's curve and, and the way we find no, That's all right. Don't apologize. Just go for it. What that, are the that, four phases? That being said, he walked us through these four phases and, and it, it looks like a deep V uh, and you come out the other side and they're, they're starting to see that turn around after what has it been four or five months here. And, yeah. you know, he made the same analogy uh, in the recovery that they had from the SARS epidemic there in China. And so, you know, he thinks they're going to see the same exact thing. I'm hoping that it is a deep V, but, you know, I was on the phone with Lawrence Yoon, as I said, from NAR yesterday, talking about how strong the fundamentals in the real estate business have been for the last, you know, couple of years and how hot the market was and the demand and the need for inventory. And look, if jobs are there, I mean, I think we wind up doing 10 months. Of yeah, business. but that, no, 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 I don't want to cut you off, Mike, but that was yesterday. I mean, everything pre-pandemic to me is like irrelevant. People say we had a great Q1 as if everything's rosy posy. Oh, great. You know, January and February, good. And two weeks out of March were good and you had some closings, but they all started falling out at the end of March. I'm not trying to be dark here, but I just want to be realistic. Yeah. So let's use the Chinese example. One, I'd love to know what those four phases are, but let's imagine it's what, four to six months in China. Would that be about right? And we're probably, what, what are we, April 1st, June, June, we're yeah. probably a month in, right? So we might imagine, through, or, or maybe that's not true, but if we're a month in, we're probably talking April, May, June, July, we might see some, and are you guys forecasting this middle of summer, end of summer, we might see some things come back to normal? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm not trying to forecast it because like yeah. you said, it's changed by the day, Brad. Like it's tough yeah. to keep track from 
from one segment to the other. The only the only thing I can bring from the glimmer of hope is that the you know the, the Chinese analogy. Like I, again, I don't pretend to think that we're going to have the exact same curve as they do, but um, you know I think like many folks, this too shall pass. It's just how deep does it go and how long does it last? I I, I don't know that answer. Right? Yeah, no, I, I, that's fair. None, none of us do. I, I think it's interesting. China, you know, the force of the government, the autocratic, top down. I think help them. Um, I actually think in the case of the United States, this, the American spirit, once we're ready to go and get back on track and we feel like we've gotten through maybe the, the tough knot hole, it is that American spirit that get us through. And that spirit is no more prevalent than, than the average realtor who has just an incredible enterprising mm-hmm. entrepreneurial spirit every day. Absolutely. Hey, uh, what, I'm sorry about my my damn computer. I realized, I thought it was you, Mike, and it's my damn computer that's making all this noise. I apologize. Um, now, you're, you're, let's talk about your broker owners. Um, I assume some um, are doing fine and others aren't. Do you suspect there'll be some consolidation like we saw in, you know, 2008, 9, 10, where, you know, the, the larger, stronger, more liquid brokers gobbled up some competitors. Is that likely to happen inside the network, uh, yeah. across the network? And did you see that coming here soon as brokers face the music of you know, yeah. virtually no transactions? Absolutely, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna happen across the industry, right? There's 80,000 plus or minus brokerages out there. Um, and if you really look into the data, you've got you know probably that top 10% and then everybody else right down below it. And I think you know this is a great time for people to reassess the way that they do business. I read this, you know, this article on McDonald's just the other day about how they've completely, you know, changed the way they do business based on this. But, you know, this is a great way to relook at what you're doing and why you're doing it. And, you know, does it make sense as a local smaller entrepreneur where, you know, you got your name on the sign up there, but you're also, you know, the top agent in the office, does it make sense to pay for the lease and to pay for the copier and you know, do all those things or, or can you combine forces and really make your life and your financial position a lot better? I think we're going to continue to see consolidation in the industry as technology and the maturity of the consumer evolves. And do you, I assume in this case is you guys will help enable some of that. That's always been the beauty in tough times. I've watched all the Realty brands, like you're there as a partner to help facilitate even finance if you can, some of that activity. Is that probably in, on your horizon here? Absolutely. I mean, we, we're already in the war room discussing that and figuring out how to execute and what markets and monitoring all those things that we need to. And, you know, we, we've been through, like you said, we've been through this in 08, 09, 10 and uh, had the playbook. This playbook's probably going to look a little bit different because it's a different situation, but um, that opportunity will exist. And I think it'll be good for some and, and maybe even good for for the other side of people who say, oh man, the, the, this company needs an exit strategy or, or a plan to get out, it might be even better for them in the long run. Yeah. Hey, now you, you said you, you, you went over to your mom's. Did you drive or I know you're a biker and a hiker and you're, you look like, you can't see this dude, everybody out there because this is audio, but he looks like a really healthy individual. Did you bike over to your mom's or did you, how'd you I, get over I there? I actually rode, but I did get my five miles in this morning. I, I'm a wow. big runner. I like, I just got a Peloton for Christmas, which uh, has been a fantastic addition in the winter months here in New Jersey. But uh, 
Yeah, I got my miles in, but I joined. Well, that's great. Hey, Mike, let me ask you a favor. Would you be my fitness trainer virtually? Because I need one. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that shit. I bike like two miles and come home, and, and I, I dog paddle in the pool. I, I need you on my side here. Hey, hey let I, me ask you. One of the things I said, I, I always say this, Brad, is like motion creates emotion. And I think, you know, no matter uh, what you do, whether it's paddling in the pool or just a couple miles with your dog, man, as long as you're up and getting the blood flowing, that matters. Well, I'm already too emotional, so maybe I don't need motion. <laughs> hey, let me, uh, I, I asked this of everybody, and only go there if you want. Um, in these situations, uh, it's, it's experiences in our past that, you know, power us up to get out of bed, put one foot in front of the other. Um, can you share with the audience anything that may have happened in your life that, you know, a down moment or a depressing moment or something that hit you sideways you didn't expect or prepared you for this? You know, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a, a series of events, honestly, Brad. I think, you know, as we as professionals and as people, you know, you always got to push yourself a little bit outside of the comfort zone. And whether you're doing that on purpose for yourself to move forward, um, this is certainly going to push people outside of their comfort zone. I think you just got to be ready to react and, and stay, in my mind, really mentally positive because your mindset is the most important thing for you to have success in anything you do. And, you know, to get, like you said, you, you can really get down by reading the news. My wife loves to watch like crime show investigation stuff right before I go to bed and then turns on the news. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. This is depressing yeah. me. I won't have it. So you gotta, you gotta limit your intake and you gotta stay so mentally positive no matter what you're doing. If it's, if it's your kid going to school or trying out for the team or you're a real estate professional, you gotta look at the glasses half full and have that positive mindset. You know the problem with those crime shows, tell this to your wife. <laughs> I went through a brief phase with Yaz of watching those and then we stopped because 90% of them are family members killing family members. So I would always go to sleep afraid Yaz is gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, Mike, you were fabulous. Good luck in your new role. I really think this is an opportunity. Someone in real estate, and I'll put this challenge to you. You just use McDonald's and there's other great examples where companies will suddenly rise to the top. I mean, Zoom did because they had the right technology, but someone is going to do something in the real estate industry that is so unbelievably service driven, not mouthing it, fantastic, that we're going to know that brand coming out of this is a distinguished brand. And um, just as you do your, uh, your incredible outdoors workouts, um, I, I, I'm, I'm betting that, you, that you'll do something spectacular. You'll call me up or I'll read about it. And so that's my challenge to you. And good luck to all of the C21 network. This is a great interview. You were fantastic. Make sure you share it with everybody. Any last word, Mike? Right. I really appreciate your time. And like you said, you connecting. I think the most important thing we can do as a society is continue to communicate. And the fact that you're getting this out there every single day to the real estate community to try to push us forward. It's fantastic. So thank you. And uh, I, I appreciate and accept your challenge. Okay. And keep up the good work. Hey, gang, this is Brad Inman uh, checking out. Tune in soon to our next podcast. Uh, and stay well, stay healthy. We'll all get through this.